0: That was a bold last-minute decision, going with your idea.
1: I thought it was more they wanted.
0: Well, we'll never know, will we? Because they never heard mine.
1: Look, I don't like going in with two ideas. It's weak. And you don't want to be weak, so you picked yours. And they bought it, which is our goal, isn't it? What do I care? I got a million of them. A million. Good. I guess I'm lucky you
0: work for me. I feel bad for you think about you at all back in bold man summer in europe is here normally i'm in the mediterranean now but i'm still in poland and joey it's so hot dude no ac the russians the gas prices are crazy i don't even have a fan in here i'm just hot how is it in uh, finland
1: you don't have a fan you
0: said no
1: Oh boy, you are struggling. I had to pull the fan out of the out of the storage two days ago because it's like I think it hit thirty-one this weekend here in Finland, and that is too hot. So I'm I'm feeling good. I'm can't re- can't wait to get in the lake, but it's it's warm.
0: Yeah, I've hit a couple of lakes here actually. They have uh, a handful in this region. I mean the water is Doesn't look good, but you know, they have a little (laughs) makeshift beach and (laughs) at least you can cool off in it. And it is what it is. Do you know what, though? You can't drink on a Polish beach. I come in there and uh, the friend I was with didn't tell me. And so I get there, I pay for my little ticket. I had to pay to be on the public beach, which is horseshit. It was like uh, a dollar. And uh, all of a sudden, this lady comes up to me and she's like, open bag or open bag. I'm like, the fuck? So I just open the bag up and I have, you know, three bottles of wine. And she's like, no no, you can't do this. I'm like, what? This is the only reason I want to come. I want to drink on the beach and relax. And she's like, no, throw them away. Put them over there. I'm like, can I put them like in your little area that I paid for the ticket with so I can get them when I leave? She's like, no, they have to go in the trash, the garbage. Probably like it has to do with, you know, how Catholic Poland is and all these kind of rules. So I'm like, the person I was with was like, just do it, please just do it. Let's go to the beach. And I'm like, Fuck it. I'll put them in. I put them in the trash, but I hit them. Right. So I'm like, OK, I'm definitely going to come out and get these like everything's going to be fine. But so I'm walking to this to, to the beach Um, and I'm thinking like this is this is terrible. Like this is like ruins my whole day. I haven't been on the beach and drinking for a long time. So I get to the beach and I'm like, OK, I'll lay down and then I go on the dock and I'm going to go like jump in. Right. And then uh, I'm like, hey, I can jump in to the lifeguard. He's like, No, no jumping in. I'm like, I can't drink. I can't jump in. I'm like, where can I go? That's like, I from freedom. He's like, oh, just go over here. I'm like, where? So he points like on the other side of the lake, and there's these like, uh, um, these free docks. They have like just random docks out there, and I see a couple people over there. I'm like, that's where we're going. So I get my <laughs> friend. I say, we're leaving. We're going over here, and it was we're amazing. I got the bottles. The yep, I got my bottles. Like I walk way back to the lady. I said, I'm out of here. Like I took my bottles. She's like, oh. <gasps> And then um, we had a wonderful, beautiful day. Got my first sunburn of the summer. So that felt uh, really good. But, you know, I'm craving a Mediterranean summer pretty soon, Mr. Bradley.
1: Yeah, I think, although I'm trying to remember that maybe that was just because that beach, like you had to pay to get on it or something. Because I feel like I remember getting kind of fucked up on beaches in Gdynia. But my memory could... Yeah, my memory could be a little foggy. That's that's quite possible, but same thing there like you, you didn't really want to get in the water. They had like some rumor that like a sewage plant had leaked, you know, like a couple miles down the road and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good on that. But Finland's Finland's the home of of like doing everything the right way so the lakes are just lovely out here.
0: Yeah, I actually went back this weekend, too, to the lake. And then I'm like, huh, what if I put vodka in a water bottle? So <laughs> I, I was able to really drink on the beach this time. But, uh, Joey, this is like a one-year anniversary from uh, when me and you recorded uh, after my Italian season. Remember I was all depressed and kind of like sad. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Was that our first time? or Because what? This is number no. three?
0: Four, four. Three, four. four? Yeah. yeah, we've been... No, I think it was like a, probably our second time, and I wanted to get some uh, counsel from you because you've been around, you know, been through the rigor. And yeah, that's tough right, Italian that's season. right. Yeah. yeah, and I was uh, I was in my feelings and whatnot, but it's crazy how things switch around. You know, before this, we were chatting, and things are going actually very well here in the Polish season. I lead the league in the yards, the touchdowns. We're number two C going into the playoffs. So it's just wild how, uh, you know, things can change year to year. But the point I really want to make is I got done uh, – Recording with the unapologetic man, his name's Mark Singh, very popular podcast on uh, Spotify and iTunes and forgot how it got brought up, but kind of my life, you know, when I do this four or five months of the year, I go to a different country, you know, playing a very physical game like football, being the quarterback, you know, you have to be a leader, but you're going into these foreign countries and you're expected to be the man to these old people, I mean, 30, 40, they got kids, you know, you've never met them in your life and you're thrown into the situation, thrown into the uncomfort. And he's just like, man, I really respect that. Like, well, you know, how you are able to do that. And you, you put yourself out there too. Like, I don't just stay in one place. I usually go to a different one. And it got me thinking about, you know, mean your life. Cause you, you've been doing the same thing for for quite some time. And I'm like, damn, that is pretty cool. We are kind of badass.
1: Yeah, man. No, it's, it's a special lifestyle. I I would agree. And dude, it's been what, this is my eighth season, seventh year. And I think it's, it's kind of funny. It's just interesting. Like you said, how, how different things change and all that. And like, this has been maybe one of the first times in my life where I'm like, am I getting too old for this shit? You know, like, and I think it all depends on the team also. And, and the people around you, we kind of, we have like a much younger team here where I'd say a majority of the guys are like under 23 and then the rest are like over 30, but the over 30 guys are all like married with kids and stuff. And so like, it's, it's real hard for me to relate to many people on this team. Even though like, I like the team, don't get me wrong, but just like in terms of connections with teammates and stuff like that, it's, it's much more difficult than in past years. And I've just laughed at myself and I'm like, you know, the year's going good. We're undefeated, all that stuff. But I'm like, am I getting too old for this shit? But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, not. Nah, I think Brazil's I think Brazil's the move next year.
0: <laughs> you would love it. You need to go to Brazil. I, I I will definitely be back there and I plan on getting a, a place in the Floripa, Florianapolis. I don't think their football team's too good, but... Yeah, definitely go to Brazil. You got the blonde hair, the blue eyes, you'll be God there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the old man thing, feeling like the old man. So I turned 27 recently and the guy that does like everyday drills with me, the uh, the uh, juniors quarterback that kind of practices with the senior teams, he's 16. Okay. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm talking to him like he's, you know, my age, you know, giving him crap, saying just reckless stuff. And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm 27. This kid's 16, like. And then, you know, everyone, a lot of dudes on the team, you know, they're, hey, I'm 22, 23. And I'm like, damn, like it is starting to hit me. But like you said, dude, the emotions you get from this and the feelings you have playing it, it outweighs all of that. Like I always, when I'm practicing, I'm like, dude, I'm getting paid to do this. I'm getting paid to work out, paid to play a game in a foreign country, you know. And then I look back at all these other guys, they're doing it for free or they're paying too. So I'm like, for sure. you know, I need to, this is, I could be doing a, uh, flag football back in the States or YMCA basketball league <laughs> you know, on my own dime. And that'd be my workout here. But instead I'm traveling the world, getting paid, you know, having fun, playing the game. I love.
1: Yeah, dude. No, it's, I, I I'm glad you said that. Cause at times I need the reminder. I've, I've said those exact words, but like, like we, we've mentioned the kind of cycles of things and I, I might be in, I wouldn't say a down, but for a while, like this, this off season here wasn't very fun for me. It was long, it was dark, it was cold. And so just that the weather helps tremendously. And so now kind of back on that little upward swing. So to hear you say that, it's like, all right, let's go, baby.
0: Well, I think too, you stayed with the same team. You know what I mean? I think me and you are yeah. kind of built different where we need that new environment, that new feeling, that new challenge. You just won the championship. You've done, yeah. you became a Finnish celebrity. I think you kind of <laughs> wanted to stay in comfort. I assume because it was a girl too. And now you're kind of like, kind like, of oh, going through the motions and maybe you're ready are for, for another change, but you know, like everything you just got to learn to appreciate it. I think you said this on the episode once is, you know, go a, nor- a different way on your morning walk to the cafe, right? You just got to mm, switch yeah, things up. Yeah. You got to do things different to get you out of that uh, autopilot.
1: Yeah, no, hey, I mean, you're you're right cuz I have done the I've done the same t- I've done 2 years for three different teams and honestly, now that I ref- it's always that that second year is always kind of tough in a one way or another because you almost build up expectations from the first year and you're you're not you're not completely wrong there there partly was a girl that influenced the return but i would say that's like a 30% of the reason you know the rest was yeah tiktok and the pod is going well over here ball like in terms of organization salary benefits all that stuff like I think this is one of the better deals in Europe. And so, but exactly what you said was, it was comfortable. And um, at times then, it's like when shit's not as much fun practicing preseason and that kind of thing, it's like, damn, is it is it worth it not being fun for the comfort? Or, you know, like when I compare my time in Lisbon where I'm making shit money you know like just enough for uh, ends to meet but for whatever reason that at that time it was like the best you know and so like there's a there's a good like reflection to make on what's exactly needed and you know it's cliche but i don't know if you can have everything you know i, I don't know if everything can go you can get number 1 in every category of you know whatever your life like choices are but um no, not, I got to say, now that the sun is shining and we're midway through the season, life is a lot better than it was, I'll say, three m- months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the famous predicament of the nomad. The comfort and mm. the, the newness, the travel, the excitement, the adrenaline, and finding the balance is key. I think may not be the healthiest, but I like to burn out and then get comfort and then go back and burn out and, and do it like that. But I don't know. I just can't see myself just living the normal life anytime soon because I know exactly the feelings you're having is like it just gets too comfortable and the days go way faster. There's nothing new, really exciting. Then you maybe start drinking more, you start womanizing more to, to feel something. And maybe that's just in my head, my crazy brain. But I remember because I've been on the road for a while now and I remember leaving Italy and I had a, you know, cute little girl there had a nice setup good people around me even though we had a you know rough season i love italy i love the food i love the vino the clothing so i felt like really good and i'm like damn i'm gonna leave this like this is gonna be mm. like this is what i want like this is like my you know a lot of dreams coming true and you know la doce vita mm. and i remember going to brazil and like the second day i was there i got invited to uh the beach um with some locals and I remember like going to this deserted beach and having to walk 20 minutes and just sitting there and, you know, they're drinking. They didn't even, barely spoke English, you know, we're translating. Um, I got delivered uh, a huge bowl of fried seafood and a bottle of wine, red wine for 20 bucks on the beach. The guy walked 30 minutes to get to me and I was just sitting there drinking with these new friends, like beautiful scenery, you know, in Brazil, uh, uh, unreal. And I'm like, holy shit life like this is what i'm talking about like thank god i didn't go stay in that comfort in italy like i need to experience the world i need to live i need to travel like this is what i'm what i'm meant to do so all those little reference points are always in the back of my head when i start feeling like too much comfort and of course like nowadays it's easy to get a lot of comfort like i see my family like once or twice a year right but it doesn't feel like it you know what i mean i got the facetime i got the whatsapp and like you know that to me gives me a lot of comfort I got. My boys that I always FaceTime that I see maybe once a year or two and, and, uh, finding in your daily routine too. So I know I got like my affirmations, my meditation, like that's comfort to me. That keeps me sane. That keeps me on some sort of routine. So I think that is the the balance key for the life of adventure.
1: Yeah, bro. What I got to ask, what do you say before we do the podcast? Because for those that don't know, before (laughs) a podcast starts on bold perceptions, um, Nick will sit there and go, okay, one more, okay, one more. (laughs) So what, what, take me through it. Cause I've, you know, I've, I've been into that. I I've been off my meditation affirmation game for the last year or so. And of course, I'm sure that's part of the reason I'm not feeling as great as, you know, as, as in the past at times, but like, so I'm, I'm curious, maybe you'll, you'll get me back on it.
0: This podcast will be amazing. That's the one (laughs) I usually say before a podcast. And if I haven't written this affirmation yet, then I say it is I am articulate. So I I speak more good on here. But uh, (laughs) no, you got to get back in the game. You got to get back in the game, bro. It's it's totally changed my life. I have to do it every morning, like to get my brain to feel good. It's like rocket fuel for me. I preach it over and over and over again. Affirmations to me are essential.
1: No, for sure, man. I, I used to... My, for a good while, my morning routine, which I have just completely gone away from, was wake up, meditate for like just 10 minutes to have this one song basically that I'd listen to while I did it. Then I'd lay back down in bed and just, I called it like my prayer of gratitude or whatever, and just say, you know, what I'm thankful for, what in my own mind basically, and then go through what kind of day I'd like to have, what kind of person I want to be. And then affirmations of, you know, I am powerful. I'm enough. I'm beautiful, bro. The craziest thing about like the, I am beautiful thing. I think we've maybe talked about this before. Yeah. is like in high school, college, like I've, I had girlfriends. Don't get me wrong. And they were cute. Like I did. All right. You know, it was nothing crazy. I never got to be like the, stereotypical like quarterback oh all the girls like you kind of thing but i did okay but then bro from whatever reason like let's call it the affirmations since i like started to truly think like yo i'm fucking beautiful <laughs> you know like it's opened up the world in that regard completely like 100% where like then people are telling me like yeah you're like really good looking and i'm like
0: randomly it'll be randomly yeah, too He'd be like,
1: like what what are you talking about like I, all right like thanks but that shit never used to happen you know but it, it's some like aura you know hippie dip i, I know people think of it as like some hippie type shit but like there's some type of i mean i think it's confidence at the ultimate level and then the vibe that you exert from that confidence
0: Yeah. If you can internalize it, usually the external world starts validating it. It's the whole perception is reality. It's trippy. Like a lot of my affirmations, like word for word, people will say it to me in a weird situation. I'm like, yeah. And you know, maybe if I didn't write the affirmations, I wouldn't be aware of that. Cause you know, now I'm more of aware if someone says, Oh, your eyes are so pretty and your lashes like, Oh, I wish I had those (laughs) lashes and those curls, the curls get the girls. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like you start doing these affirmations things, and you're like, okay, maybe Musk and maybe all these people are onto something when they say this is like a simulation because it it a lot of it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't no. make sense until you do it and you experience it.
1: For sure. No, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's it's almost like proof of the matrix in a way, you know, is is when whatever then you bring your attention to, you know, whatever you go truly looking for, you normally find you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been for whatever reason I've, you know, I went to three different colleges. I've lived in four or five different countries, used to be a huge weed smoker. And no matter what, wherever I would move within the first week or two, I somehow would meet like the main dealer or whatever in that little school or area. And somehow we would hit it off. And whether that was like, Subconscious, you know me, like just wanting to be friends with it, you know. But a lot of the time, I met him without knowing that, and it's just kind of crazy. Like even when I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna stop," I'd I'd find like it would find me because I truly was trying to find it, and then get out to fit like Finland. I I haven't smoked much and. I'm not looking for it. It's not finding me. You know, like I, I know a couple people that I could call if necessary, but like I I made sure, like, no, I ain't looking for this shit. Like, keep it away.
0: <laughs> that was trippy. And then you start wondering about the the people that always have bad shit happening to them and you know, why mm-hmm. are they maybe searching out for that subconsciously? And I don't know. I've just noticed a lot of weird shit with like uh I know one of our topics is the the Slavic honesty with the woman, but A lot of girls with the tattoos and the colorful hair, bro, it's just (laughs) weird. Some shit happened to them and they're like, they say it's like, uh, you know, in the animal kingdom when someone um, has like the colorful stuff or they have uh, like weird designs, it's to like uh, scare people away because like Mm -hmm. the poison inside of them and whatnot. And there's a word for this. I read about it. Why like some people self mutilate or do crazy colorful hair. It's like, Subconsciously telling everyone else, stay away from me. I'm uh uh, negative, I got bad energy.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I think it's double-edged because at a certain you know, I've it's bro, it's crazy you say that because I've I've thought about this quite a bit where uh like my first group of friends that I made outside of the team here in Quopio were like kind of the there's a huge metal scene in Finland in general. And so, like, the main crew that I was hanging out with was at the metal bar. I I didn't meet them there. I met them at a different bar. But, you know, leather jackets, fucking face tattoos, tattoos all around, crazy hair, you know, a girl with green hair, tats everywhere. And it's like this thing of, like you said, it's almost like a warning, like keep away. But I've really noticed, like, most all of those people like deep down are some of the like softest and most sensitive people. And so it's, it is truly like this like outer shell they're trying to like protect because the inside is so soft. And yeah, I know this one chick out here that is, I mean, tatted crazy green hair and like the sweetest chick ever. But you would is she's keeping everybody at a distance you can just tell by by that look and piercings all over all that kind of stuff so no there's a I think it's also different too with the you know there's the stereotypical neoliberal like pink hair like there there's kind of two separations I think between that like mutilation kind of thing I make the joke that girls, change their hair color. Anytime they're going through a mental crisis, same way. Like, it's true.
0: That's true. That's based on psychology
1: for sure. And I mean, I'll, I know for myself, like when I was going through it this, this winter, I was like, maybe I should do like a black streak in my hair, or maybe I should do my tips. Maybe I should do my tips something or, you know, like I'll joke and say like, I'll change my facial hair when I'm going through it. And the, the mustache is normally a planned thing for summer. But if I'm normally growing the beard out long and just, like, letting it go, there might be something to it. And then the day I trim it up, there might be something to it. So, no, it's like, I, I get it. There's there's something to it. And especially the, the like, ultra neoliberal chick with a different hair color every five days. Like, there there's something a little bit off. You know, it's like, I hate to judge, but that's just calling it how I see it.
0: Yeah, that whole uh, changing haircut thing, I got really interested in that after the Megyn Kelly, Donald Trump fight. So this was oh. like, I think the primaries before 2016 and Megyn Kelly is this big star, right? She was a conservative mm-hmm. icon. And a lot of the conservatives, you know, are going after Trump at, at the start. And, you know, everyone knows Trump, like he just fights, fights, fights. He's, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. And he literally like went after her with the tweets, like in person, like just verbally, uh, Twitterly abused her, right? Like, because she was, you know, coming after him too, but he just, he went no breaks, like right at her. And um, literally like after something happened to her or something like that, but she took a break. And she came back with like the shortest bull cut ever. She used to have long, you know, flushing hair. She Mm, looked amazing. And also she cut her hair super short and she started acting like she was the toughest girl in the world. Like I'm super strong. And then it came out later on that she wrote a book like the times that she went through because all Trump supporters like went after. Right. Like she was like having like one of the terriblest times in her life. And um, she said, like, I needed to like do a a new identity. I didn't want to be that soft, you know, innocent girl anymore. I was going to be this tough girl and it was fascinating. So I really started getting into like that, that peacocking. That's yeah, that's a different word. But like, it, it was really interesting, the psychology behind um, the woman cutting their hair. And like you said, too, it sometimes it applies to the men.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, bro, it's crazy. We got on this topic because I just, I think last week posted a TikTok talking about my red flags on Tinder. And I kind of like posted it in a way to like, piss some people off because that's i'm kind of good at doing that's that the over the point here. of
0: social media they get for engagement. sure
1: for sure exactly because you if the more you piss some people off the more some people are going to really fuck with it basically and, and i mean and the bat- as,
0: people that are mad will comment on it,
1: it they'll hate watch it and yeah. the number three one i said was basically exactly what we're talking about is like if she has six different pictures with six different hair colors. Like that's just too many mental crises for me to deal with. And bro, the engagement on that is girls that are admitting to it. Like, bro, no one's it's tripped me out. Like no one has gotten mad at like any of the things. And the most talked about number or red flag is the hair color one. And it's all by girls that'll say, I do that. That's true. Like, I feel so called out, but you're right. And it's funny. And I was like, I'm, I was reading through some of the comments today. I was like, what? Like, I didn't see it going this way at all. Like, this is the first time where I've had like girls happy about me calling them out. Basically. <laughs> They're turned on. Dude, they want a little daddy in their
0: have, life to shave them up. Bro,
1: Bro, somehow, like normally, all my stuff normally just goes out to like finish TikTok. I don't, I don't understand the algorithm at all, but I know it's geog- geographically based. For whatever reason, this is Canada, Australia, U.S. So I'm hitting a, a different little marketplace with it. So I'm not complaining, but it's it has been funny.
0: Well, I've really learned that women are turned on and respect when a guy is in the know. So a lot of dudes don't really understand women at all. And uh, <laughs> if you can uh, show and talk and uh, ha- have them understand that, you know, you're not going to judge them for what they do. And they're not this sweet, innocent little girl. And, you know, they have naughty thoughts too. They like that. Because a lot of dudes, they want to treat people, you know, put them on the pedestal. They want to treat, oh, you're perfect perfect little angel. We're all human. We're all fucked up. And when someone like uh, – I mean, this is the, the the prototypical example is like a celebrity. Celebrities want to hang out with other celebrities because they're not treated like some god by a fan. You know, how weird it would be right. if someone come up to you and like, you're so cool, like, you know, and they obviously want something from you, right? And another yeah. celebrity talking to another celebrity, it's like, okay, hey, you've been through it. They can act themselves, right? They can act, they don't have to put on a mask, you know, for you. And uh, so like what happened on your TikTok thing is they're like, Oh, you know, this guy knows. Like, I, you know, I like mm-hmm. it. He's right. And and this is the one thing I really appreciate about the the Slavic woman. The Slavic women are very feminine, of course. You know, the, mm. the um, men and uh, woman polarity is like traditional here, but they're just not like fake. As in, they say, you know, other women are bitches. Okay. We all talk about each other. <laughs> like, we don't want to be around them. Like, you know, American women, they're like, oh, hey, cutie. You know, she's a slut. She's a hoe. Like, the Slavic woman, they're just straight up like, hey, I don't want to be around her. I don't want this. But uh, they expect you to act like a man. They'll say it. They'll do it. Like, And this is what I really appreciate about them because it's not like uh, this facade, this this mask on. It's just like, this is how it's going to be. This is how you should act. This is how I'm going to act. If you don't act how you're supposed to act, then, then bye-bye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You need to take the lead. You need to like... It's And it's like some people will probably get mad about oh, the traditional thing. It's like, no, just being in charge kind of thing, you know, and it, it doesn't even, that makes it sound worse than it is, but comparatively speaking with like the Finnish culture, which I think is like one of the most equal, you know, equality driven things where like, bro, it's, it's good on one side and it's bad on the other, but chicks are out here playing dudes the same way dudes, play chicks you know and like i'm not like proud of you know being a dude that plays a chick or something but there's been times out here i mean the hookup culture in finland is like hey don't get me wrong it's great on one side of the fence but i've said before i don't know if i'd ever find love in finland at least not love from my the way i i think about love because out here it's like everything's too logical and to me love isn't logical like bro i'll have there'll sometimes tinder stuff whatever out here uh, throughout my time chick will come over like i'll i realize like right away oh she just came over here to fuck me and i'll be then like the girl that's like so do you have family and what's oh what's your sister's name and oh what do you do for you know like prolonging the conversation because I like to have a little bit of a connect. Like it's not just physical for me. You know, maybe if it's 3 a.m. at the end of the night, a little bit drunk, maybe that's a different story. But and there's been times where, oh, I think like we're connecting, like truly connecting. And then the girls literally told me like, yeah, I kind of just came over here to fuck you. And I was like, damn, like I'm kind of hurt. I'm also kind of proud, you know, like it's a a dual a double edged sword, but I'm like, that's just different where um, I I feel like the Polish chicks, at least from when I was there, it was like a nice in between of like, there was a dating culture, but then they're still feeling liberated and liberal or whatever the word is enough to like, if they want to fuck with you, then they will. And they don't, you know, like, whereas you go a little more Portuguese, Spanish, like you go a little more West or maybe a little more Southern, like there's much more of a chase, which I also really enjoy and think that's great. Like for a relationship type of thing, but it's, you're not just in there like swimwear on, on day one type of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely d- depends on the area because a lot of uh, metropolitan areas are very westernized. Um, mm. The the west of Poland has gotten very westernized. and I'm in the Far East, right? So I still right. have like the traditional Slavic type woman. And luckily as a foreigner, they're more open to um, obviously the dating scene, but fucking me faster, right? Because, you know, <laughs> no one's going to know. It's a secret. Their friend, I don't know their friends. No one's going to judge them, right? So that... I get the best of both worlds. You can't tell any
1: of their friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I get the best of both worlds because like, you know, I get that loving dating culture too, but then I don't have to wait, you know, a long time to to have sex with them. But like you said, you know, like Southern Italy, but I don't know. Like I, I think in the right situation, um, anyone, you know, a lot of girls just make dudes wait to wait, you know, well they're getting dick on the other end. So it's kind of, sure. yeah. But the Scandinavian situation is crazy, dude. If you're a foreigner and you show any sort of manhood and you go there, bro, girls will be begging to just get it. It is wild because the dudes, you know, I know a lot of them, too. Like, they're nice dudes, but they're pussies. The Scandinavian <laughs> men, I mean, they're they're not Vikings anymore. That blood ran no. out a thousand years ago. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's the whole, the whole line of, like, what, good times create or strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create bad times and so on, you know, bad times create strong men and shit's been pretty good in Scandinavia for the most part in the Nordics for, you know, whatever the last hundred years or so. And I mean, same shit's applying in the U S now too, you know, we just have always the U S and Americans just have this like ingrained culture of like, fuck it like i'm going to be tough like i'm going to make it happen like i'm going to do it for myself kind of thing where i think that you know individualism that's not sorry go
0: individualism
1: exactly exactly whereas here it's much more like oh like some someone else can do it the the government can help me the you know what like and it's kind of don't get me wrong like life here in finland is probably the I would say highest quality of life in terms of being comfortable because no matter what job you work at, like you can get an apartment for yourself. You can have enough food. You can go out, you can be recreational, you can do all those things, but then there's also negatives to it.
0: Altruistic, altruistic. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah, that's Scandinavia. And they care about their community. They transcended the individual. They've transcended the family. Now it's literally they care about the community. And that was the one scary thing about the whole immigrant thing is like they're not assimilating, right? And I was worried that it was going to start come crashing down. But they have really stepped up after the the last couple of years. Like Denmark is kicking out um, the refugees from Syria because I think it's better now in their country. And that's the only way that society is going to keep running. Because they're homogeneous, homo- the yeah. same people. They have the yep. same ethics. They all contribute to society. That's what makes it function so perfect. Because it is, it is utopia. Scandinavia is the pinnacle we've had in civilizations throughout history. But like you said too, if there's, if there's no one that, uh, like when I was there, I felt like a lot of weak men were in charge because they were letting all these people in. They were letting them have their own little ghettos and not, you know, doing the the Danish way. And and now it seems like okay, someone stepped in there and said no you know, the Denmark is for Denmark. We only have this many people, you know, we have this many jobs. This is how we're going to operate. They're not part of the EU because they don't want their currency and all that shit to get, you know, screwed up. So they're taking the best of the EU. They're still being selfish as a country on a whole. But um, yeah, I was worried about Scandinavia. Well, we've seen Sweden. I mean, that's a fact, right? You have all the bombings, the rapings, like that's what Scandinavia was going into. And I think Denmark, Norway, they all kind of saw that. And I'm not too uh, coherent on uh, Finland, but
1: yeah, I think it's it's much less, but also like um, similar. You know, it's similar. Um, but no, it's it's that's what Finnish people will tell me is like, you know, how the U.S. it's such a rich country, and but you guys can't have this and that and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, listen, like you you, you got to understand, Finland's five million, six million. The U.S. is three hundred million. I go, you guys are, I think, 98% white, like all white of from here or, you know, maybe 90%. And then the other 8% is a white from somewhere else. And then a 2% is a a immigrant from another continent, basically. And whether it be the Middle East or Africa, it's like, it's a lot easier to get along when everyone's kind of the same. And, but then on the flip side, the beauty about the U S the beauty about New York is you can go get some bomb ass sushi. You can go get some Korean food. You can go get some Mexican food. You get all these cultures mixed together that then create some brand new type of shit where if it's only the same motherfuckers hanging around each other forever, it's hard to create something new and it's hard to, you know, get into that, that like mindset of creation and, kind of competition in a way and so it's like yeah you you guys it it goes all well and everything like that but y'all don't season your food at all well you know like you haven't had someone to come in here and be like hey you should put a little bit of paprika put a bit a little bit of this on the chicken and like or you haven't gone to the the african food spot and tried that and been like oh damn the chicken's a lot better with this seasoning you know like that's a stupid example but
0: it it,
1: I don't know, it makes sense because boy, Finnish food is bland as hell. that's 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 where I'm really getting at on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the multiculturalism topic. so like obviously USA melting pot and I think it worked for so long because even though where we were different people, different cultures, different ethics, different morals, there was a common uh, agreement on what an American is, right? We we want smaller governments. We want freedom. We want to practice a religion we want. Uh, we want individualism. Like we're gonna make it on our own, right? And people bought into this, okay, like the principles, the constitution. But now it's gotten to the point now where no one buys in. No one has a common purpose anymore. Common thing to rally around. Yeah. And now we go back to tribalism, okay? White versus black. You know the the Asian. Now there's hate crimes. To Asians. There's this. Like everyone's getting super tribal. White flight. Yeah. The suburbs. And Men versus women, this
1: is, trans versus yeah. cis, fucking whatever,
0: whatever it is, you know, guns versus no guns, you know. So if you don't have the same, I mean, shit, the same skin, the same morals, the same ethics, the same culture, then you need a common thing to bond around. That's what the USA yeah. did, did so well. And that's, I think, where the problem is we're now because no one knows what the hell America is anymore, what it should be and what they want it to be. It's so divided.
1: Yeah, true. No, and I mean... I think a big, a big player in that, especially starting 2016, but even before that, but like the media like has done an incredibly good job. I know we beat a dead horse talking about this, but the media has done an incredibly good job of creating extra and extra division every year and Trump broke. Trump broke people's brains, whether you liked him or you didn't like him. He, he made a lot of circuits short circuit and whether it be the people that hated him, that, I mean, the, what Trump derangement syndrome, that is a real thing completely. But then on the other side too, of people that supported him and thought he was G the second coming of Jesus, like he, and we're 18 months out of, the election or whatever, how long ago it was, both sides are still constantly talking about him while the guy in charge is actually just completely fucking everything up. It's like, what are we doing, bro? You know, like it, it, and then add into that, you get COVID, which just totally then fucked up a lot of other people's parts of their brain that from the moral morality and, Fear, kind of thing. I mean, I think a lot of these things are derived from fear. But you add Trump to COVID, and then sprinkle in a little bit of war. Like, bro, people's minds right now are fucked up. I'm telling you. Like, I'm I'm one of them. Don't. I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I think. What it really was was the age of the smartphone. I think yeah. that's when all our realities started like converging, and we started with the Trump thing and the media like realizing that there is no objective reality, that we are all living in our own little worlds. And I mean, like you said, 18 months, there's still people that say, No, Trump is my president. This is fraud. The other half is like, what are you talking about? They're going to prison. They're they're going to t-. like it's there's nothing. People, I mean, different worlds. It's, it's two movies on one screen. That was a famous thing from uh, Scott Adams. And he's gone off the rails now, too. I haven't paid attention to him forever because he's nutcase as well. I mean, everyone is freaking wild. No, it, it's, it's tough to, like, I
1: consider, again, I would still consider myself a little crazy. But at least I'm aware of, you know, like, kind of aware of. There's that 80%, you know, maybe 40% on each side that, like, aren't even contemplating this idea that that's what's scary. You know, I think there's, or maybe it's, it's a smaller amount. I have a feeling the middle is much bigger than it, it's let out to be, but boy, the, no, I dude, the smartphone thing, bro, I'm addicted right now to my smart. Like I play clash Royale on my phone so fucking much. And then we'll scroll through. Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that I, I made a point of it multiple years ago to like really get off of it. And I was very intentional about it. I haven't been as intentional about it, you know, cause it's, it's a good mind numbing device. And as I kind of alluded earlier, earlier this year wasn't in the best place. It's like a good way to just like escape reality. You can uh, play this game I'll read this comment, I'll do this, cycle through. And dude, it, it doesn't equate to like ultimate happiness at all, I would say, like from experience.
0: Because I think these smartphones allowed everyone to see so many different realities going on. Because before you just maybe you'd watch TV two hours a day, that was a different reality. But for yeah. uh, you know 22 hours, you were in your own reality, what you saw outside, what you <laughs> yeah. felt, who you talked to, right? You know, maybe you read a newspaper and that's, I still don't think it's as crazy as seeing videos and whatnot on a phone. But now with this smartphone, you literally see millions of different people's realities and the human yeah. brain. Think about us. We're not different than the Romans for sure. 2000 years ago, we're probably not different <laughs> than the people 10,000 years ago. And could you imagine like they saw one reality their whole life, right? Yeah. yeah. That's all they saw was what they see in front of them, what they hear. And now here we are just bombarded nonstop, 24, seven with billions of different realities it's bananas
1: and it's like schizophrenia
0: on steroids
1: yeah and then the reactions to those realities you know the comment sections on any social media are some of the most hilarious and dangerous places
0: in the world but like uh no i don't oh i gotta comment on that i gotta comment on that so like yeah i'm trying to um uh comment myself more on the, the Instagram account on like uh related content, you know, and then people okay. see it, they try to click on it. Uh, yeah. And surprisingly, all of a sudden ton of like likes pop out. If I say something, I'm like, where does this come from? I mean, there has to be some sort of bots on these big, big accounts. Right. But right. so also someone, some guy, it looked like it was set up. He was a Euro, a European doing a class presentation in the USA. He was going to college. It was basically like how big of a shit show USA is compared to Europe. And, You know, I look kind of staged, but, you know, people are loving it. And they're like saying like, yeah, USA bad, this and that. And I'm like, the little dogs always bark at the big dogs. Right. And uh, there's a funny meme that uh, Don Draper, he's in the elevator with this little intern that he's been kind of having fights with. And uh, for anyone that hasn't seen Mad Men and the little intern was like, you know what? I feel so bad for you. And Don Draper looks at him. He's like, I don't even think about you. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the meme is USA is Don Draper and the rest of the world is the little intern kid, right? So that's kind of what I was referring to, right? And all of a sudden this kid or this person started saying like, just wrote paragraphs after paragraphs saying why USA is this and that. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, you saying like, I'm like, okay, first of all, there's 119 uh, uh, US military bases in Germany alone. Who runs the right. EU? Germany runs the EU okay, who runs Germany? The USA. It's clear as day Europe is a client state. It's clear as day USA is pretty much making Europe go broke to beat Russia right now. I mean, look at the inflation, look at the gas prices, look at all this stuff. And I was just laying out simple things and and uh, and he was just kept going on and on. And I'm like, I was getting drunk at this time too. So I was like, fuck it. I want to play with this kid. Right. And after like, after like five huge comments in a row, I'm like, I can't respond to all this. I go to his profile. The kid is 17. I'm like, this kid is 17. He's only lived in one country his whole life, and I'm like, what? Who the fuck? Like, Tell your daddy to take your phone away. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've done wasting my time. But that's the thing too. On on these these places, like you have no idea who you're talking with. I posted um. I get this kind of frequently now that I'm starting to post more of my face and doing kind of like uh, um, more vloggish type things. And some random dude, uh, the other day, is like, "You're such a clown," and I'm like, "Who the oh, fuck yeah. is this guy?" And I look at his profile. It's like a dude with like, you know, a couple of people he's following, a couple of followers, some dorky photo. I'm like, dude, who the fuck are you? Like, why nope. are you commenting on some random person's thing? You have no idea saying some negative shit. So I told him that too. And he's like, and I said, dude, Jimmy, like, uh, fuck. I said some shit. Like, you know, I get a kick out of you. Like how about you do something to your life instead of commenting stupid <laughs> shit on people you don't know. And he's like, just please be a good example for the youth. I'm like, are you a good example doing this like messaging some random person you have no idea and the video he was referring to was nothing bad at all. And it's just like these people are like just goof goofballs. Rant over.
1: <laughs> no, no, I I feel you man. It's it's the most normally it's, you know, I I've gotten my fair share of hate comments and stuff like uh, mainly on TikTok because that's where I try and be controversial. And I would say like 80% of them are all from anonymous accounts, you know, and, and I truly though feel, you know, I'm kind of stealing like Gary V's philosophy here where like, I truly feel sorry for those people because it's like, damn, whatever, whatever's going on in your world, like to, to hate on some random person you don't know in like a, non comical way cuz every now and then you know i like to stir the pot I'll, I'll throw a little like funny comment on it sometime but it's always with like the intention of humor not not the intention of hatred and um dude at times then i'll get people who will come from tiktok come over to my instagram message me there and just like repeatedly message me and will fo- like not follow me but see my stories and will react to my stories. And I'm like, what? Like the Don Draper thing of like, I feel so bad for you. And it's like, I don't even know you exist, man. And like, I, and I, I feel bad because it's like, (laughs) I am living in your head, just rent free, which I kind of like my ego loves in a way, but I feel bad then because it's like, you're not even a, a thought, you know? And it's it's sad bro because i think you've said it where like or talked about it where like what 95% of people are just looking one or 2% is creating and then 3 or 4%s kind of that in between or whatever and it's it's like i don't know i i just feel bad because that 90% whatever it is like I don't feel super hopeful, I guess, for like knowing the the very generalized person that that 90% is that's only just watching like and not engaging and just kind of in it. Like, I don't know if that's a good percentage to have just as like a spectator. I don't know if that yeah, makes and, sense. And
0: then they get influenced by the dorks that are commenting all that crap. Some freaking loser. And they read the comments. And they're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Joey is a fuck stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, dude. But it is trippy. Like that whole iceberg thing where it's like 90% of the lurkers, like 5% of the people that comment on stuff. And then another 5% are just uh, the people that create, you know, whether it's Joe Rogan or me and you. And uh, like the fact is that those 90% are getting influenced. It's crazy. And the people that are, are attracted to doing what we're doing right now are not the normal people. They're different. No. They take different, either for the good or the bad. And all the yeah. ninety percenters are watching. Like Kim fucking Kardashian, bro. Like I wrote something about her the other day because they they do I saw a reel about her talking about like uh, Pete Davidson has this big dick energy and he offered to give me um, an ice cream cone. I was so horny. And I'm like, yeah. this is, a these girls are all looking at this and this girl's not normal. Like, and I respect their cunning. They're, I think they're master persuaders. They built this empire a hundred percent, but I mean, they're not necessarily <laughs> giving positive, you know, influencer healthy mindsets to, <laughs> to the public. Right. But like no. these people are looked at and influenced uh, hund- hundreds of millions of people are watching them.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, did you see the thing about Ray J? Like, I think in the last couple months, he's came out and explained that it was kind of his idea to do the sex tape and like have it released. And he brought the idea up to Kim and then she brought it up to her mom. And her mom, like, as soon as it got brought up, like ran with the idea. And I think he said there's like one other sex tape that they never released. He's like, I don't have any of it. I don't know if he had to sign an NDA or whatever, but like, dude, talk about just getting used and abused. Like, you just got to be like thinking about it from how your family then looks at you and all these kind of things, like Ray J's side, to then your career doesn't do shit, really. You just become, you were more famous than Kim at the moment. And then you, now you're just the guy that fucked Kim in the sex tape. You know, like, talk about a 180 uh, difference of, of lifestyle change or like perception change.
0: Yeah, definitely pimped out. I mean, but I think she (laughs) wanted, I mean, look, you can't argue with, well, I don't know if they're happy. I mean, what's his face turned into a a woman. And I mean, that family, every boyfriend they go through, it seems dysfunctional. So who knows like if they're happy or not, but from the outside, they they got their money's worth for for pimping themselves. out. But you know, selling yourself to the devil too. I mean, I don't know how much money they would give to, you know, when their kids find out about the sex tape. I mean, they probably would give a lot of money for that to, to never happen, but it's going to happen. And again, I have nothing but uh admiration for their business and cunning type skills. But yeah, overall, I mean, I don't think I would want to live a life where I'm spreading that much what I consider negativity. Like that, I don't yeah. think that would be good on your soul. Because I mean, what is it that There's nothing positive about them—the way they live or talk or do. Really, I mean, I haven't heard anything that's. Maybe they do charity or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, their public persona. I mean,
1: bro, it's wild that we're even talking about them. You know, I think, and I think that's how big they are. You know, something with like Department of Justice or something like. You know, but
0: who knows bro
1: it's like and again how many have girls
0: no- have gotten fake asses and like unhealthy lifestyles because of them big tits and, yeah, and yeah, the t- yeah. fucking every dude they can i mean come on the, the, the net, the net led, effect is not good
1: Led, yeah she's led a lot more down that path than the path of righteousness you could say i you know i think that would be an objective statement but dude i have nothing against the like bro the she was bro. She's the original OnlyFans. you know, like she used a sex tape as just a common person to make a lot of money. And nowadays that's just like a thing to do. And I have nothing against it. If I mean, bro, I've contemplated making my only, my own OnlyFans. like that shit would be popping. And I, I think if, uh, once both my parents die, I just might do it, you know, but I couldn't, I couldn't answer that to my mom, you know?
0: Um, but like, I got no, that's a good point like, though. That's a good point though, too, about morality. So like, yeah, Kim was looked down upon, but what did, she's done nothing different than a million girls that are doing it right now. And she just got more successful off it. So Jesus, that is another bro, a lens.
1: She had the plan to do it. And, and she was the first, you know? So like when, when and don't get me wrong, she's incredibly good looking. So you add all three of those things with a great marketing scheme being the first and being a hot item, like that's recipe for success.
0: So maybe we're just hating. Maybe she is the definition of bold.
1: We we're definitely hating, but also like appreciating at the same time. I think like we're just keeping it real.
0: <laughs> so Joey, what's uh the background I did for you? You said Do you want to chat about uh, going back to hippie life or what?
1: Oh, well, no, I mean, man, I don't even know. I I guess I can tie it back into like what um, we've been talking about lately is like, I would say, yeah, yeah, we've, how do I get into it?
0: I mean, we're talking about Uh, all this different reality stuff and people losing their mind, the fear, and maybe you want to do a refresher because you're comfortable and you want to see things for what the world wants to tell you, the universe.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I'll start with like, like I said, over maybe the last two, three years, 20, since like 2018, first time I did acid was 2018, I believe, 2019, one of the two. And since then, like I've kind of stopped smoking or I, I mean, before that I was like a major stoner smoking every day kind of thing. But, uh, like the most stereotypical person who does acid for the first time would say like, it truly changed my life and like opened my eyes up to shit and made me see things differently, kind of ultimately made me realize I love myself. And so in the last two or three years, I've said like, I won't ever spend my money on weed anymore. Cause like, I just, I've done enough. Like if I'm at a random party and someone offers me a joint, like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, in, I'll have a little fun, but I'm not going to go out of my way to do it.
0: So what, wait, aflo- what, what did the acid trip tell you? They told you not to do that anymore or what? No,
1: it didn't tell me not to do that, but I, I've realized like I've struggled throughout my entire life, probably with like this trying to figure out, do I love myself in the macro and hate myself in the micro or vice versa? Like, did I have, was I having moment? Cause like, you know, as everybody like struggling with depression and like, I don't even want to call it depression, but just low times, you know, like, I don't know if, if was I ultimately depressed and then experience happy moments or was I ultimately happy and experiencing depressed moments? You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, what's the what was the 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 baseline? And so um I, I realized like a big reason that I've smoked weed throughout my life and like been a major stoner was kind of a way to like not deal with that. Like it would put me into this kind of like uncomfortable – or this this comfortable depression like this thing that I wasn't feeling great at it was giving me like a a baseline that was comfortable but I still wasn't great you know but I wasn't also low so like if mm, like transferring you know going through whatever little instances happen if I'm super low like I could get back to that baseline by smoking a blunt but then if I was having a great fucking day Like you smoke a blunt, you still get back to that baseline, you know, like, and it was this like balancer kind of thing and just wasn't productive on it. You know, wanting to do podcasts, wanting to do vlog type of stuff. Like, you know, weed kind of makes you a little extra self-conscious, which is like, I think incredibly valuable at times. And in moderation, it's great to have. Um, and so long story longer, like the, the. That first trip, like I basically realized, okay, I, I do love myself. And it's just the, at times I experience some low times or some depression, for lack of a better word. Um, and so from then, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to spend any money on weed. But if I do spend any money on anything, then it'd be psychedelics because I'm kind of just interested in the whole. Like I've then done a little bit of research and reading and documentaries, all that shit. And like was just very curious then to continue my own exploration into it. Um, so yeah, I'd say over the last two years, three years, whatever it is, I don't know how to say like I never do a lot. Like I've always been more into the interest of like microdosing, you know, that's kind of a fad right now. Um, I would say I've done a little bit, a lot of times. Um, and I've, but then recently I probably haven't done it in, I don't know, four or five months. And like, there was, there was a little bit of stretch where like, maybe like once a month, once every couple weeks do half a tab, go out into the forest. And it was just almost like a reset kind of thing. Like I'm not seeing anything crazy, anything like that, but just like, kind of bringing you back to that, a different baseline, I guess you could call it. And um, so I've wondered like, because I just, I haven't been able to get it out here. And it's like, I I shouldn't even be talking about it. I got in trouble for talking about it on my podcast, like when I first moved to Finland. And so that by was By who? Like,
0: the, the program?
1: By the like, by the league. Like I had a, I have a video, I have a video on YouTube that, talks like it's like 30 minute 40 minute like goes through I'll send it to you after this of like the full trip like the full story of like going through everything and like I said the the moral of the story was that I learned I love myself and Finland being how they are being like you know they're incredibly progressive in some ways but then when it comes to drugs like they are archaic and they view weed and Everything is the same as meth, basically, and so all that they saw was that the title was like "How Acid Changed My Life" or something like that. And so, like, my coach, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. Yeah. that's a, that's a thing too. Like, I love this this life, and you know, I don't, only do it for four or five months or whatever. But like, uh, I remember posting a photo um, of me on a naked beach. <laughs> And uh, smoking a cigarette and like wine next to me, and this is before I already signed with this Polish team. And then they had me on the Instagram. I said, "Hey, I try to keep this this bold perceptions away from my personal life. I've kind of shifted more on that now. It's more becoming like just I'm throwing everything out there because I don't really care as much." And they yeah. saw it. they had like a group chat, and they put it in there. They're like. I, we don't think we should you should post this like it's not the best like, like imagine that like I, the best thing is so i was straight up with them right away our first conversation i said this is who i am right i like beautiful wow. woman i like the beach i like vino you know i like playing football too right <laughs> and uh and so i'm like this is who I, I already told you who i am but they're like you know it's just we don't know you this well yet and you imagine that you hire this guy you know you're so excited <laughs> you see him naked on a beach in brazil <laughs> anyways that's the one no. thing I dislike like about getting paychecks from someone else is that, you know, you still, when it all comes down to it, you know, they could not like one thing. But I think if you be super honest and open with them at the start, they can't say anything.
1: For sure. No, and, and I have, like, the, the team here has been hella cool regarding all that, like, let me be myself to the max and, like, you know, very, very little concern with that stuff. And uh, <laughs> the organization was like, we... <laughs> We don't really care about it. Just we want everyone else to like shut the fuck up about it, you know. Basically, so can we ask you this one time, like take it down? And I'm like, all right, you know, like this is literally like month. It, the video is the video was from before I got there, talking about two years before I was even in Finland, you know. So like, I'm like, okay, what you know? I don't want to cause a problem either. I'm new you guys are being cool about it. I'll be cool about it. It's all good. Um, but it's like, that's something I enjoy talking about, but I haven't really, you know, it's like, I have to suppress that in a way because dude, like the, as I said, the podcast does pretty well now here in Finland. And I know there's guys on the team that listen. I know there's, you know, guys like fans or whatever that listen. And so like, I kind of have to, limit myself on on that platform where that's why i was like let's talk about this because i got some shit to get off my chest
0: (laughs) no this just reminded me i'm gonna let you keep continuing this this story why you want to do it again but uh i saw a video of this hr department they're doing like a reel and they had like a surprise meeting and they were playing that game where you take the little things out you know and if it crashes down you lose because they were going to build they were going to build teamwork, right? These were grown men and women. And they were like this, this older woman was ahead of HR. and it's like, come on, we're going to do a team building. And I looked at it. I said, holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I had to take one photo down. I think I kept it up, but <laughs> imagine living that life in corporate America. Whole, I would shoot myself. I got to go to the no. HR meeting with these fucking weirdos playing Jenga when we're 40 years old. And I mean, you can't say anything in that world too. Like you're a slave bro I would oh uh, I, w- I was so turned off when I saw that I said I'll be on the street before I'm in the <laughs> nine to five
1: no for sure that's what like to go back real quick when I said am I getting too old for this shit and then I have that reflection of like all right so then what would I do you know like the podcast isn't at a point now where I could live off of that I would have to you know I could do some type of social media you know like I could fi- I know if if push came to shove I could figure out a way to avoid that life. I just don't have the answer right this second, but I was like, Oh no. Like hearing about friends talk about like going into the break room and getting coffee. And I, you know, like what the fuck, bro? Like I could, and like, I, I respect anybody that does it. Cause I certainly couldn't do it. And, um, no, just the, some of the,
0: But I think a lot of people can put up with this. I think it's harder now because they're seeing social media. They're seeing everyone else's lives. But because you go right from college, right to work, right? You've been in this little high school, college system, never really had true freedom. And you get into the work office or you're used to it. But me and you, we're fucked. Like we've seen the, the grass on the other side. Like I can't go back to there. I mean, it would be insane to live that way. Like now I really see, you know, the memes of the little rat race and all that, like, it, it's mind boggling that people can put up because humans are able to put up with anything. Right. You know, like right. we can go through the biggest rigor in the world, but I'm telling you, like if you're listening to this and you're doing that, if you're happy, that's great. But if you're happy, do not try doing something outside of that. Cause then you're going to see it for <laughs> what it is. And you're going to be shell shocked. Cause like I said, I, I would die if I was in that situation. I mean, I would put up with it after a while, but I, I can't, I, I won't do it.
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's the, been the beauty Like, bro, as soon as I graduated college, I moved back home and I worked at a clothing store called Uniqlo and basically being trained to be a Japanese robot. And I finally like came to a breaking point I mean, I'm literally driving home every day. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, why am I here? What am I, you know, like getting paid damn near minimum wage. you know, maybe 20 an hour, but still nothing great. And then one off season, I went back and coached running backs at my, at my college. And like, that was a cool, like the coaching life, you know, I'm getting paid to be a coach. I didn't have to GA or anything like that, but still it made me realize like, oh, I don't want to do this either. You know, like this is a, uh, incredibly like time consuming lifestyle also. And so it's been nice to have those like little slivers of a vision towards what those lives would be and it's actually it's funny like speaking of how you kind of talk to somebody listening that might be you know in it is actually next weekend I'm going to meet a friend in Helsinki this girl that like we kind of dated like damn near a decade ago that's how old I'm getting you know like I think when I was like 21 ish we dated a little bit She has done the, we, we haven't kept in great contact or anything. I just saw she was on a Euro trip and shot my shot a little bit, you know, and she has been working, doing whatever. I don't know what the hell had bought a house, like was in that nine to five world and was like, yeah, I just, just got so sick of it. And I sold the house, uh, quit the job, like had enough. And like, I think she's gonna be in Europe, you know, traveling for the 90 days that you can be. And she's like, yeah, like doing this is just like really open my eyes back up to things. And now I want to try and work remote and see things differently and yada, yada. And so it was like, it was really cool for me to hear that because bro, that's rare, you know, like for someone to realize it at, at 30, I think a lot of people will then just put up with it until they're 50 or 60 and retire and then you hear about people. Oh, now that I'm retired, I want to get back into traveling. And then they realize, like, damn, I could have been doing this 20 years ago. And so it's like cool to me to hear her story. And she's like, yeah, like I, I, I want to do it differently now.
0: Hey, am I lagging?
1: A teeny bit. You like your your voice isn't, but your face is a little.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a psychedelic trip. What do you first do the traveling thing? I think it opens up your mind crazy. It reminds me of uh, uh, the meme you said uh, people wait till they're older to travel of the two older couple on the gondola in Venice, passed out sleeping. <laughs> and uh, but it also reminds me too of uh, when you told me when you were in Lisbon, you were like, okay, I can live here yearly or I can you know, work a normal job and go on a, a two week vacation here. Like what would I right. ever choose? You know, the money's different, but I'm living this lifestyle. And you also realize, too, it's way cheaper than you ever imagined. Cause you know, when you do <laughs> two week vacation, you're spending five grand, you know what I mean? Especially as American.
1: But yeah, anyone,
0: exactly. like, like the girl you're talking about, this would be the perfect time to sell your home because you get top dollar and then you don't have to buy another home. And just say, I'm gonna go on a two year trip And then also you scoop up a home when the market crashes in in two years, hopefully. But like, you know, right now no one's selling because if they want to buy something, they got to, they got to buy something way more expensive or they got to rent for, you know, crazy money in the USA.
1: True. Yeah, no, you're right. This is, this is the time. And no, I, I just, when she told me that I was like, damn, like there is, there is some hope, you know, like that's, I, I don't hear too many people doing that. And I have, you know, on the flip side, I got buddies that make hundred grand a year. And I think they truly do enjoy what they do. And, you know, the, the two, three weeks that they get per year, like that's a, that's big for them. They, they enjoy it. They make the most out of it, but it's just like, even here in Finland, I think a lot of people can get around almost a month off for summer. And it's just like, so crazy to hear like, you know, I'll hear friends or guys on the team are like, yeah, it's like, it's my summer vacation now. Like I'm off work for a month and it's like, that is nice. Don't get me wrong. But like, damn, to be that hyped on not having to do what you have to do every day is a mind fuck for me because, you know, as we've said, I get to pay. I'm fortunate I get paid to throw a ball and play a, a game when it's something I truly enjoy, you know, obviously not every day you want to go to practice or the gym, but that's, that's normal with anything. At the end of the day, it's still a passion. I couldn't imagine like every day have thinking like, fuck, I got to go do this.
0: Well, I think that's why me and you are trying to develop our, this thing too, you know, the podcast and then the social presence, because we do enjoy doing it. It's creating And if we get rewarded for that in the future, I mean, that is the ultimate thing to do what you love and do what your passion does. And like you said too, like, especially when you want the days to go faster, you're doing the same old routine, dude, life goes so fast. Like, yeah, I'm 27 now and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm getting old, but dude, I felt I've lived for, I I mean, I remember when I turned like 24 and that feels like decades and decades ago, but when I turned 22, I was like, holy shit, I'm getting old. Like, this is going way too fast. Right. <laughs> and now with this traveling and doing what I love to do, it's like, no, I've lived so much. Like, I don't feel old. Now, if I was in a nine to five and all of a sudden I look at the clock and I'm 27 years old, I'd be like, holy shit, dude, this is this is scary.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, bro, just wait <laughs> as the old man, 31, almost 32, just wait for another four years, bro. Like, but even I'm I'm now getting to the point where I'm like, you know, it's like with slowly starting to think about like a family and like, it would be nice to have that in the future, you know, not, not next year, but maybe in the next five years or so, you know, whatever. And I'll reflect you know, in, in when you get into the, the downward spiral or the spiral of thought and think like, well, what have I been doing and blah, blah, blah. And then I catch myself and I'm like, no, bro, you are having and still are having a pretty good fucking time like it's it's uh but I think that's important to remember too that and here even you know uh someone that's living their dream or you know living their passion like I would consider myself like there's also those days of what the hell am I doing like what did I waste my time did I you know like it's I think it's, it's important to remember for people then like even viewing celebrities and you know, whoever you look up to for whatever reason you look up to them, who, whether it doesn't matter who they are, whether it's your parents, you know, like that's something I've realized throughout getting older is like, damn, like my parents are just like me, you know, like they're, they're, they're not immune to like bad thoughts and like bad moods and, and loneliness and you know, all of the emotions. And it's like, so it's just important to remember that like, no matter who you look up to, like they're going through some of the negative shit that everyone's going through.
0: It's a great thing though. Cause you brought up the marriage and the family thing or the family thing is, um, you know, I think when we grew up, we think if we were 31 without a family, we were the outcast loser at the bar, but you're in Europe and people aren't getting married or having a family till they're 40 and it's really normal. A lot of my friends were living the Playboy life till 35, found a really nice lady, and boom, everything is, is Gucci. But, you know, in USA, you're getting married by 26 almost, and that's a good perception change to see like what works for you, what doesn't work for you by experiencing these, these different places and different things. So you're not like, am I being left behind, or is this what I want, and what is normal, what is the right route?
1: No, no, completely. I, it's, although I will admit, this Saturday – I felt like the out of place 31 year old guy at the bar and I took my ass home. I was like, what? Like it it was a combination of a lot of things of like, it was, it was midsummer weekend. So everyone was super fucked up and I wasn't that fucked up. And I just looked around I was like, yeah, this ain't where I'm supposed to be right now. I got to take my ass home. (laughs) Like, but I think I would have said that even if I was 25 to, you know, to keep it real. So.
0: <laughs> I'm not worried whatsoever. The more I get older, the better I look. So it's, it's uh as long as the girls stay young, I don't care if I get old.
1: <laughs> and they, that's, that's what the Matthew McConaughey line. The, I keep getting older. They keep staying the same age. <laughs> like that's, that's just, that's naturally going to happen, man. No, I, I don't think there's any problem with that. And, yeah, I think for me, I don't know, bro. It's like Brazil. Brazil's like a main thing that I'd like to do.
0: Dude, Brazil is going to rejuvenate you. It's going to make you yeah. feel so young. You need to go. You need to yeah, go. No, I, I, I,
1: especially, bro, my Portuguese is pretty good. So being able to like use that and I'd, I'd be back to QB OC and out there. And that's like a it's big It's a little thing.
0: different, though, just the FYI. Brazilian oh, Portuguese is a little for different. For sure. But for sure. I think you well, I've.
1: I've, I've dated like three Brazilians. So it, trust me, it's not just football. The reason I want to go there, but, um, <laughs> I, I got a little Nick in me of for the reasons of wanting to go to Brazil. I'll keep it real.